What's the most cruel thing you've ever done? In high school, one of my teachers had rented a pager and numbers were on a dimo strip along the side. Being high schoolers, we thought it would be funny to page it all the time with silly things like 8008135, spell it out, and 69. Finally, at the end of the week, the teacher looked at the pager and was clearly upset and said, Man, someone keeps paging me nonsense, and my wife is pregnant and due any time, and we only got this so she could page me when she goes into labor so I can go get her. Oops, we stopped after that. That teacher played you guys. He knew you'd feel guilty and stop messing with his pager so that he could free it up to run his pimping business on the side. Most people I remember from high school would have taken this as an opportunity to page him Baby is Coming Now or similar. This was when pagers only allowed you to enter in a phone number to display on the pager. When I was young, I had an argument with a friend, so I insulted him because his parents were dead. I went home, realized what I'd done, and cried my little eyes out. He came over as I was crying and comforted me. Still don't have words for that. You insulted him and he comforted you? That's a true friend right there. It was worth killing his parents after all. Done to myself, but my sister scratched my face and it didn't leave a mark. I really wanted to get her in trouble, so I ended up scratching myself really hard as evidence, and my mum still didn't believe me. So now I just have a little scar on my cheek from all those years ago. I got a hold of my high school nemesis' email and phone number, so any time a survey, subscription, or anything that spams you came up, I signed that B-word right up. I'm out of high school now, but I don't think I'll ever stop. Fricking hate that kid. I also used to take the pencil sharpener from where it was and use it literally inches from his face until he threw a little fit. Dude, there's a website where you can send Mormons to yours or other people's house. Of course, I would never encourage anyone to do something so cruel, but it is there. Uh, One of my friends did that to me. They showed up and I was confused for a second, then realized what must have happened and felt terrible explaining to them someone was pranking me. They laughed and said it happened all the time and they were used to it. Then they gave me a free copy of the Book of Mormon and left. Mormons are really nice people from what I've seen of them, but Jesus frick was that book weirder than the strangest sci-fi. I really don't understand how grown adults believe in that crap. I'm looking at pictures of Jesus preaching to the freaking Aztecs, and people actually believe that crap. Blows my mind. As people who listen to my videos are used to, we got a little off topic here, but my lord is it funny to know that you can send out for a Mormon prank squad in this day and age. I was in fifth grade. We were on a field trip and I wrote on a wall, Scott's mum is a working girl. Then Scott went, Dude, my mum is dead. Then I changed it to, Scott's mum was a working girl. That's terrible. But it's also pretty funny, unfortunately. As a child, I remember my mother taking my sister and I through McDonald's drive-thru and ordering each of us a burger and fries. We were fairly poor back then, but mum splurged and let us each have the treat. When we got to the window, my sister and I started whining about it not being a happy meal and not getting the toy. In the grand scheme of things, it's not necessarily cruel as a child is thoughtlessly cruel to their parents all the time. But as an adult, I die on the inside when I realize how humiliated my mother must have been to not being able to afford the happy meals. And some nice teenager in the window gave the boxes and toys to her anyway. I apologized to her a few months ago for being such an ungrateful brat, and bless the woman, she doesn't even remember, and here I've been cringing off and on for the last two decades over it. I cringe when I think of all the thoughtless, ungrateful things I said or did to my parents when I was a kid. I'd like to think that neither of my folks remember any of it, or that they wouldn't have held it against me and put it down to kids being kids. I miss my mum and dad.
Drove my college girlfriend to an on-campus party in her car. I had the keys. Found out at the party that she was cheating on me with a guy that was a friend at the party. Told her to get the frick out. As she walked down the street, I pounded a beer in the front yard. Realized I still had her car and dorm keys. Said, Hey, B-word, you forgot your keys. And threw them at her. She was maybe 30 yards away under a streetlight. Keys hit her in the back of the head and she dropped like a sack. I instantly felt terrible and still do 25 years later. Her dropping like a rock under the streetlight without even making a sound is still stuck in my head. Even though she cheated, that was uncalled for. We're all good now. All is forgiven. I'm chronically ill. When I was younger, we didn't know what was wrong with me. Weekday mornings were awful because I was in an exorbitant amount of pain, and more often than not, I could not go to school. I would relay this to my mum, who would insist nothing was wrong with me and that I needed to get up and go. This was shortly after moving to the other end of the state and starting middle school, so I became extremely depressed. One day, while sobbing, I told my mum she was the reason I didn't want to live anymore. Of course, it wasn't her fault, and that's not really what I meant. I was just a kid in too much pain. Years ago, my then-wife, who I was desperately in love with, cheated on me. I caught her blowing a friend of mine. We had a seven-month-old son at the time. I was devastated. For financial reasons, I couldn't leave, so we continued to live in the same house, and I was rocking the couch. Two weeks or so later, she comes to me with a positive pregnancy test. Frick. Whose is it? No idea. Still don't know almost nine years later. I decide that maybe I can get past this. We went to marital counseling a couple of times, but after the third visit, the therapist was amazing, she doesn't want to go anymore. She's secretive but insists that she wants to make it work, and like an idiot, I trust her. Few weeks later, I see some messages on her phone, and she's still talking to the crap bag friend of mine. I decide, frick this, and tell her I want a divorce. Crap bag friend also tells her to F off. Now she's devastated and realizes she's facing being a single mother of two at 24 years old. She panics and really starts trying to put in work to save our marriage. It's too late. I'm ice cold. Frick this B-word. I moved in with a buddy of mine and come by every day to see my son after work, but no conversation with his mother. Months go by and the little guy is born. I accept him as mine. I've got custody of both now, incredible kids, and the ex figures this will get me back. I'm still filled with intense rage for what she did to me. I start talking to her more, friendly and often. She gets comfortable with me and we message each other often. She tells me she still loves me all the time. I tell her we can maybe discuss starting something again. She starts wearing her wedding ring again, telling her family and friends we're going to reconcile. Few weeks go by and this rather trashy female friend I had, friend with benefits at the time, comes over and we're going to do the nasty. I get a text from the ex saying she wants to see me and has a sitter for the kids, so I tell her to come over and leave the door open. The trashy female friend knows what's up and is totally okay with it. Ex arrives about 30 minutes later to walk in on this girl riding me on the couch. I make full eye contact and I can actually see her heart breaking into a million pieces right in my doorway. She leaves and that was that. It was freaking cruel and I regret it. Pro tip for the readers at home, being as bad or worse than someone who hurts you never makes you feel better. Told my identical twin sister that I see her as nothing more than a person who I happen to look like. She's obsessed with having a sisterly relationship with me and I can't even find myself telling her I love her. Just putting that down in this text box is weird for me. This is super interesting to me. I'm an identical twin myself, and I'll be honest, our relationship has always been rocky. We spend as long as eight months not talking to each other over stupid crap. Luckily, now that we live almost 30 minutes away, we've never been closer. I've also noticed that with a lot of twins, their relationship is either inseparable or rocky. Why do you feel the way you do with your sis?
also an identical twin, and my brother and I used to say the most horrible, hurtful things to each other. We had a rocky relationship, me being addicted to substances and him more or less watching me die. When he started smoking green herb after my addiction wasn't controlling me, it got better. We became closer than ever, and then he up and fricking moved to China. He's literally halfway across the world right now, and we talk more than we ever have. When I was in preschool, I had to go pee, and this other kid was in front of me, so I punched him in the nose. He left the bathroom with a bloody nose, and I went to pee. Got back to the classroom with the teacher furious at me, and I had to sit in the naughty chair for an hour. Are you the reason I was afraid of public restrooms until I was ten? Oh boy, my man here just followed the desire of everyone who's ever been stuck in the queue for the toilets at a nightclub. And instead of childish selfishness, we have childish selfishness brought on by alcohol. So I'm sure it's happened on nights out, too. My grandma has been fighting cancer for six years. First, it started in her chest, but she had them removed. Then it spread to her bones and skull. Right now, she's living with my uncle, aunt, and their children, but none of them seem to really care about her. Now, she's always been able to do things for herself, but for the past couple of weeks, it's been really hard for her. No one told us, and when we came to visit, she only weighed 88 pounds and was looking really bad. She told us no one had come into her room for a week and she'd eaten not a thing. So my mom told me that I was staying to take care of her. I absolutely didn't want to because this family is absolutely horrible to each other, and I didn't want to deal with their bratty kids or their incessant gossiping and psychotic ways. So last night, I was packing my things and my grandma kept looking at me and saying, I'm so happy you're staying, as a sort of desperate plea. I loaded my suitcase into the car, and then she gave me the most defeated look I've ever seen and choked out, But if you leave, Grandma will cry, and just started weeping. I've never seen her cry. She's such a strong woman and never once complained about the chemo, radiation, surgeries, or anything. So now I'm staying. It must suck dealing with crappy family, especially while battling a physically exhausting and excruciating disease. Be the light in each other's lives. Frick the bullcrap. That's temporary. Unfortunately, so is the time with your grandma. When you look back, you won't remember some butthole kid or the gossip-guzzling mother. You'll remember your time with your grandma and how you were there for her when her other crap bags weren't. When I was in high school, my parents were in the middle of a nasty divorce and I was stuck in the crossfire. I didn't know whose side I should have been on and was angry at both of my parents. Being a teenager going through puberty certainly didn't help either. My dad got a promotion at work and I had to move cities with him and left everything I knew behind. Friends, school, etc. This made me despise my dad even more than I already did at the time, and I would go out of my way to be a butthole to show him how much I hated living with him. One morning, as we were getting ready to leave the house, my dad went to give me a hug and I pushed right past him with my shoulder. I remember in perfect detail the look on his face of shock and confusion. Makes me sick to my stomach just thinking about it. That was the cruelest thing I've ever done. I realize now as I'm older how hurt he must have felt in that moment. He busted his butt working 80 plus hours a week and made sure I had everything I ever needed and wanted nothing more than for me to be happy with him. And that's how I repaid him, by being a butthole. My dad passed away suddenly from a heart attack a few months after that when I was 16 and I never got to tell him how much I appreciated everything he did for me. Hindsight is 2020. Sounds cliche, but really, spend time with your parents. Understand that everyone is human and makes mistakes. No one is perfect. Look for solutions to problems in your relationship, instead of pointing out what's wrong. Next time you see your dad, give him a hug. I'm sure he understood underneath the pain. I'll go and hug my dad after reading this. I met a girl in an AOL chat room. We lived in the same town and she insisted that we meet. She wouldn't show me a picture of herself, but insisted that she was hot. I was leery of meeting her, but after talking on the phone, she seemed cool, so I agreed to pick her up and we were going to go hang out. 
I was new to the town and I figured it couldn't hurt to at least make some new friends. Well, I pick her up and she was far from attractive. I was okay with that though because like I said, I was new and needed to make friends. A few minutes after I pick her up, she said, Well, I have 75 bucks and we can go to a hotel room. I was way not interested in that and said, No, let's go to a movie. She kept insisting about getting a hotel and all the things she wanted to do to me. It was really overbearing. Eventually, I'd had enough. I pulled into a gas station and told her I was thirsty. I gave her a $10 bill and asked her if she would grab me a Sprite. She happily jumped out of the car to get it. As soon as she stepped inside, I peeled out of there and went home. Actually went and played a game of tennis, leaving her at the gas station. I want to add that we were a good 25 to 30 minutes from her house when I dropped her off. I was living in a desert climate at the time and it was a good 112 degrees out that day. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Stabbed a kid in the thigh with a ballpoint pen in 7th grade math class because he told me to stop interrupting him. I stabbed someone with a pencil in high school. I don't even remember why. Neither does he actually, but we became friends and any time we disagreed on anything, he'd go, You stabbed me! Let it go, Joel. You were fine. In elementary school, there was this kid, I'll call him Bob, who I just couldn't stand. When we were in third grade, things escalated and we got in a couple of fights. The first time he poked me in the eye, I don't believe he intended to though, and I had to wear an eye patch for one or two weeks. Later that year, I decided I'd had enough of him and grabbed his backpack, threw it on the ground and stomped it. Our parents got in touch and decided an apology was due, and so his mother brought him over to us. While our mothers were talking, we started playing. We probably got bored. We're best friends for almost 10 years now. When I was in my teens, I started talking with this girl on MySpace. I don't even remember how we became friends on there, because she lived in a completely different state, but it probably had to do with the fact that we were both going through this emo-slash-punk phase. We'd talk every day and even got comfortable enough to exchange phone numbers and started talking on the phone. Then we started throwing around the word love. I was a dumb teenager and thought that I did have feelings for her, but really I didn't know her that well and was more infatuated with the idea of being star-crossed lovers or whatever, and it was nice having someone to talk to. We would always say how great it would be if we didn't live so far away from each other. One day she tells me she's coming to Chicago. At first I'm excited and we plan to meet up, but then on the day of I get second thoughts. 
I'd barely known this girl for like a month or so, and here she was, hundreds of miles from her home, coming to see me. It became much too real for me, and I was freaked out. So I stood her up. She called my phone and left voicemails and text messages, but I never returned them. I ignored her until I knew she was back home. I then said sorry to her in a message on MySpace and started distancing myself from her. I still feel terrible about it. We were just two lonely kids and she went out of her way to see me, and I broke her heart. Back in college, I used to own an 11-foot-long, 40-pound albino Burmese python, Butters. I owned a fair bunch of reptiles around that time, but Butters was by far the biggest and gnarliest. Super tame, gorgeous, and ate fairly large rabbits once every other month-ish. The thing is, when you have a snake this size, part of the way you keep them being tame is by feeding them pre-killed food. The thrill of a snake taking down its prey can be an allure for some, and my five to six foot boas did that with rats. But not for the big boy. I took the responsible route and opted for pre-killed dinner to keep him staying sweet. The most humane and budget-friendly way to accomplish this was to use a rigid pole, in this case a honey stick, and place over the rabbit's neck, making sure to only get the neck under the stick. I would stand on it while simultaneously lifting the body up and away with a turn to snap the neck. Several pops, a few seconds of feet struggle, then just gone. Short of constructing a DIY CO2 euthanasia chamber, that's about all I had to work with. It did the trick and the rabbits suffered only very shortly. Arguably a much quicker death than being bitten and crushed to death by a giant reptile. First couple of ones were pretty rough for me, I broke down and cried a bit. Ultimately, I accepted my fate. I decided to care for this animal, so I'll do what needs to be done to give it proper care. I had a wonderful several years with Butters and my others before ultimately downsizing the stash. Found a wonderful home for Butters with a rescue shelter. They were thrilled about the massive living enclosure that came along with my donating him. So yeah, used to own a huge python, it ate rabbits, I had to snap the necks of the rabbits for the snake. Pre-killed food is ideal for huge snakes. I once hijacked a tricycle from a girl in pre-kindergarten, had to assert my dominance. Were you in pre-K at the time, or was it like the girl was pre-K and you were 34? Oh, he meant today. He wrote this post while pedaling like the wind. I really hope that the original poster meant that he hijacked the trike when he was a small child, but then again, the alternative is just so gosh darn funny. I beat a man until he was blind in his left eye. Not a day goes by where I don't feel regret about it. Does this have a story, or do you just go around beating up left eyes? The dude was stealing from my truck and was whacked out on some substance. He seemed like a threat, but I pushed it way too far like a piece of crap. I still feel terrible about this one. This happened a lot when I was like six to eight years old, and my little brother was like three to five. Whenever I did something bad and my parents found out about it, they would lock my brother and me in a room until one of us confessed. Usually the punishment would be a spanking. Since I hated being spanked, I would tell my brother that I would pay him a dime to say he did it. He, being so young that a dime seemed like a lot, would usually agree after little convincing. While he was being spanked in my parents' room, I would sneak into his room and break open his piggy bank, it was a Barney piggy bank that wasn't too hard for him to open, and would steal out like 50 cents plus a dime. After he would come back from getting spanked, I would give him his own dime back while keeping the 50 cents, and he would gleefully run to his Barney bank to make his deposit. My friend, let's call him A, and I were walking down the hall in school. Walking roughly five feet in front of us was this annoying freshman who was wearing a shirt that said, Cash with a K on the back. So I asked my friend, Why does his shirt have cash with a K? The answer was, That's just how his name is spelled. And why did he shave his whole head? I think he had cancer. Is that cancer with a K? This is some relentless crap I should not have laughed at. Oh, for me, it's a tie between my top two. 
In high school, my homeroom teacher was this old Vietnam war vet who had severe PTSD. Being a lifelong military brat, you'd think I'd be sympathetic, but a wake and bake kind of impaired my judgment. I pulled the little firework out of a Christmas cracker. I lived in the UK at the time and brought it to class for no particular reason. In class, I got the guy sitting next to me to set off the little popper in an attempt to freak him out, hoping for a funny reaction. Instead, he just got really silent for the rest of the period and just stared into the distance the whole time. And number two, before I met my wife, I was set up on a blind date with a friend of a co-worker. I met the girl and we talked. She wasn't really my type physically. I did my best to inform her of this gently, then proceeded to ask her if she had any friends that were my type that she could set me up with. She did, and that's how I met my wife. Strangled a boy in middle school because some of my friends said that he was talking crap behind my back. It was messed up because he started to vomit when I let him go, and he was crying real bad. I felt really bad that night and couldn't sleep. I apologized the next day and told him to strangle me to make amends, but he declined. I felt like I owed him something, so I let him borrow my PS1 for the weekend. We became good friends after that. Now it's the only way he can get hard. You're a monster. On a Friday night in high school, we had 50 cents left. Our parents were about to pick us up at the end of a night downtown. Arcade and stuff. What could we do? What could we do? We went through the phone book and grabbed an absolutely random person. We ordered them two pizzas with extra large, only anchovies, no cheese, to be delivered at 10 p.m. So that was 25 cents. With the last quarter, we ordered the same person two dozen roses with a note saying, sorry for the pizza, to be delivered at 10.15 p.m. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications. Put the playlist on in the background to finish listening to all the stories, linked at the top of the description. And if you like Am I the Genius, give Am I the Jerk a shot, linked in the description too. Either way, thanks a lot for watching, and we'll see you guys next time.